Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. On Yahoo Sports Radio. I want winners. Our first guest was a guy you can win with. He was one of the greatest tight ends in NFL history. Kellen Winslow revolutionized the position shortly after joining the San Diego Chargers as a first-round draft choice in 1979. With Ron's favorite coach, that would be Bill Belichick, later saying that pass-catching tight ends who get paid top dollar, quote, are all descendants of Kellen Winslow, unquote. He's right, of course. Kellen led the league in receptions in consecutive seasons. He was the first tight end to do that. He set a single-season receiving record for tight ends with 1,290 yards that stood for 30 years or until Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, broke it in 2011. He set a playoff record of receiving yards for tight ends that stood also for 30 years, and he was so good, he was named to four All-Pro teams, the 1980s All-Decade team, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Chargers Hall of Fame, and the NFL's 75th anniversary team. Now, of course, we've named him to our all-star list of guests. Kellen, that's quite a resume, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Clark. You read it just like I wrote it. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's the deal. And the check's in the mail, right, Kellen? <laughs> it certainly is. Hey, Kellen, is Belichick right? Are pass-catching tight ends all descendants of yours? Yeah, and I can't take credit for it. I was, just, I was in a great system with Don Coriel, Joe Gibbs, his offensive coordinator in the early days, and then, of course, Ernie Zampezi and um, Dave Levy and Larry Weaver, but all with the thought of being driven by Coach Coriel that you got to get the ball down the field. It's all about mismatches, and if you got a great quarterback who moves the ball around, you can put him with great receivers, you're going to have something special. So I was, you know, there were guys before me who were great pass-catching tight ends, but coaches just never used them in that way. Uh, you know, John Mackey, Charlie Sanders, Jackie Smith. I mean, these are guys I grew up watching. Um, and they easily could have done the same things that I did. Split out wide, come out the backfield, pick up blitzes, et cetera. But I was the one in that system at that time. And, you know, so I, I get struggle along with the credit that should go to Don Coriel. Kellen, how much blocking did you actually do? And do you see the tight ends going forward more as wide receivers than tight ends because of the all the passing? Well, blocking is a major part of it. Sometimes you have to deal with that uh, linebacker or with the defensive end, whether you're helping out with the tackle or on your way to the middle linebacker. And as the H-back, you you know, you have to take a blitzer from time to time with that uh, linebacker running free up the middle. Or sometimes when the offensive line makes a mistake, maybe they did it on purpose, come to think of it, where they slide <laughs> to the smaller guy and leave you the bigger guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just had an epiphany. Oh, my God. <laughs> they did that on purpose. <laughs> so, yeah, they probably uh, did. They probably did, but, you know, we can't talk to them. But anyway, you know, there was a lot of that going on. But sometimes when you watch a game, you know, sometimes announcers just don't talk about those things. They don't talk about the little things. Who picked up the blitz, how the line slid, whether or not there was a chip block. You know, and blocking is, does your guy make the tackle? It's not moving somebody up the line of scrimmage or drilling somebody in the ground. That might happen in high school. That might happen in college every now and then. But in the NFL game, very rarely do you see one person get physically worked by another person because they're so strong, they're so big, and their technique is so good. It's usually just you keep the guy off the running back or off the quarterback. 
Kellen, your former one of your former coaches, Al Saunders, once said that you were quote a wide receiver in an offensive lineman's body. Uh, basically, he was saying you were a matchup nightmare, you know, for linebackers, safeties, everybody. How long did it take before people uh, realized they couldn't cover you with one safety or one linebacker and began to harass you with many people? Well, ask the uh, Oakland Raiders and <laughs> the Denver Broncos because this is what they did. And this is the brilliance of what Don Coriel did in bringing in that second tight end, me, and, you know, picking up the fullback and just moving the person, me, the H-back around the field, was that the Raiders, they started drafting, I think, for three years in a row, maybe three and maybe two, but they drafted defensive backs in the first round. And teams would start some games with five defensive backs or, you know, or a couple games where teams started with six defensive backs. But they went from that nickel package to that dime package because we just spread it out. And that, you know, again, goes back to Don Coriel and what he was able to do. And he changed the way that, especially people in our conference, drafted uh, from a defensive standpoint. You know, the Raiders had those big defensive backs. People started to follow that line, the long, rangy defensive backs. And um, so they just really changed personnel in the National Football League also. We're with Hall of Famer Kellen Winslow on the Talk of Fame Network. And Kellen, on the show a week ago, we talked about how difficult it is for safeties to get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Well, this just in, it's not much better for tight ends either. There are eight (laughs) modern-era tight ends. Yeah, you're one of them, with only one, Shannon Sharp, who played after 1990. So what's the deal here? Is that more testimony on the tight ends or the Hall of Fame voters? Well, go back even further and look how long it took for those seven to get in. Yeah, this right, Mackie. Yep. Until, yeah, until Mike Ditka in 1993, maybe 92. Yeah. And I think Goose Mike said Mackie was the first one. Goose, didn't Mackie wait like 15 years or so? Yeah, Mackie waited 15. Exactly. And, um, you know, Ditka was the first, might have been in 1991. And then, of course, the year before I went in, John Mackie went in, thank God. Because I was thinking, I was considering not, go, you know, not accepting that John Mackie is not in the Football Hall of Fame. What am I doing there? Yeah, it, it would have been, uh, <laughs> it would not be fair because John Mackey is, oh, he was a beast. Yeah, was a beast. Right, yeah. But anyway, the, that's what it is. It's, it's those type of trends of understanding the contribution that those players at those positions make. And it's really hard for some people to uh, quantify you know, the safety. I think it's a pretty safe assumption that Tony Gonzalez is going to be in the hall. What other tight ends, either past or present, would you put in there? Oh, geez, this is going to be a long list. You're going to see, <laughs> within the next 10 years, you're going to see a flurry of tight ends uh, rushing into the Hall of Fame because uh, it is a passing league. And just like any good offense in basketball, you know, you run your offense through something. Some teams run their offense through the post in basketball, some run it through the point guard and some run the triangle offense to try to get that open shot. In professional football, your offense goes through the tight end. You've mm-hmm. got to get that tight end going to keep that safety where they're supposed to be in that linebacker, where, especially the middle linebacker, where he's supposed to be to open up the running game and then get that balance. But you really don't get your offense rolling until you, know, you count how many catches a tight end has. And if you're having trouble moving the ball down the field, especially in the red zone, just count the number of receptions that you're tied in at. That's the issue right there. Now, what about some of these contemporaries of yours, or maybe even slightly 
yeah, I guess they would be contemporaries. I mean, guys, I'm thinking about are like uh, Mark Bavaro and Todd Christensen. Bavaro obviously was a different type of tight end. Or Christensen, do you what do you think of those guys? You know, Ben Coates. They've been talked about uh, a little bit in the Hall of Fame, but but they seem to get dismissed. I never did like Ben Coates. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ron didn't either. He covered together. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben Coates and I worked together <clears throat> at Central State University in Wilberforce, Ohio. A good man and deserves uh, consideration. Let me be fair about that. I just couldn't resist the. the <laughs> I never really liked Ben Coates line, and uh, you know Todd Christensen, Ravallo. Uh, you know it's it's just those errors what people paying attention to. Ravallo uh, had a reputation of being, um, a, you know, a great tight end, especially an excellent blocker, because that's what the Giants asked him to do. They asked him to take on that defensive end one-on-one. They asked him to take on that linebacker one-on-one, whether it be running the ball or in pass protection. Um, and, of course, there were so many other stars on that team, the Super Bowl teams. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happens to a lot of uh, tight ends and free safeties who play on great teams with so much talent that, they, that maybe the vote is prioritized by position and they never get to those guys. Mm-hmm. And the tight end, you know, it's just a recent uh, phenomenon in the National Football League. When I say recent, I'm talking about over the last 30 years. We're with Hall of Fame tight end Kellen Winslow on the Talk of Fame Network. And Kellen, if you had to start a team with a tight end, other than yourself, of course, who would it be and why? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Eric Sievers, oh. and that could be Pete Holohan. <laughs> who would it be and why? Now, uh, to be fair, Pete Holohan and Eric Sievers were teammates of mine in San Diego. And- right. It's just this great teammates and you know, just good men. Ah, who would I start with? Um, who? Tony Gonzalez. Um, Why? Amon Barbaro uh, can do both things. You know, Tony's that wide receiver, tight end, each back, who's you know very smart, very athletic. Uh, Barbaro falls into that same category. You know, you're looking for that blocking uh, tight end who can get you some good yards, especially you know down the field and after the catch. There's a couple of guys you just can't go wrong with. You know, a guy like Ali Newsom, you know, that undersized tight end who was stuck in that Cleveland offense with his hand down on the line of scrimmage so much. And then eventually started to move him out and set him up and, you know, get him away from that tackle so he could, you know, get freed up, especially in the wintertime in Cleveland. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's been just so many guys that you can do that with. And that's what I love about the... The argument, they'll say, who's the greatest? Anybody who's made it to the National Football League and played for a period of time can carry that title of being great. Because there's only 1,600 guys playing professional football at one given time. So you just can't go wrong with those top-level guys and the names that you mentioned and picking one of them to start to build your team around. Kellen, just quickly, in your mind, who's the most underrated or underappreciated tight end of all time? Oh, that would be me. <laughs> you know, I, of I, course. I played in New York. <laughs> you got a gold jacket. Easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got the jacket. Well, I'm a, I'm a middle child, so I have issues. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Any club that doesn't use their tight end, and you can tell that they're underappreciated, underused, but any club that doesn't use them because Statistically, those are the clubs that have trouble scoring inside the 20-yard line. They put up a lot of field goals, but they have a hard time getting across into the end zone. There's a lot of yards in between the 20 to the other 20. 
you're not throwing the ball to the middle of the field, you don't have that big target in the middle of the field when you get down inside that red zone or what you call the green zone, you're going to leave with a bunch of field goals. And you just see that happen. That's what happened to Seattle in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Kellen, unlike Seattle in that Super Bowl last year, we're going to run. Thanks for the time. (laughs) And best of luck with that next wave of descendants. You're doing a heck of a job. <laughs> that was a good one, Clark. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Kellen. That was Kellen Winslow. Next up, we'll talk about tight ends who may, just may be on the Hall of Fame radar. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com.